0: As far as students who are not having the ability to go to the clinical sites, I get a lot of them feeling like, well, I'm not gonna be prepared to go into the real world of nursing. That isn't true. It's a concern. You do need clinical time. There's a reason that the BRN requires a certain amount of clinical hours to graduate because hands-on experience is important. But as a new nurse, no hospital is going to hire you and not provide training and just let you drown. It is one of those jobs where you need to get the theory behind you, the concepts, the lab values, the knowledge base, being able to critically think and interpret medical information in nursing school. You need to get that backbone of nursing school.
1: I like you to grip Tell up me how on you it. like it. Yeah, I like it like that. Okay, a little whoppy. All the wop. <laughs> you guys, I wouldn't start this episode any other way. Obviously, that's that's how we roll. This is my peanut my pod. The peanut butter to my jelly. My the sour to my sweet. I'm the sour for sure. Yeah, in a good way. Mm. I love you. Um. All right. We brought on Samantha today, you guys. Thank
0: you for having me back.
1: I'm so excited about this. This is, I don't know, anytime I bring you on, it's just, you're so fun. You bring out the best, and we have so many great things to bring here today. I have a because, lot of opinions. So. Well, yeah, I'm here for the opinions. Yeah, it's it. way more fun that way. You know, I like a little bit of, nobody wants the daytime TV of podcasts
0: right like we want the real team version of podcasts (laughs) i'm here for that good we like parental advisory in
1: effect censored you were warned
0: you've been warned
1: if you go any further beyond this that's on you it's on you i don't want to hear it in the reviews we don't want to know nope okay you're going to enjoy this episode for what it is i'm really excited about today Okay, so today we're basically gonna be spitballing. There's the we have a lot of topics to cover today. This very easily could turn into a two hour podcast. Be like that sometimes. (laughs) Like I'm not surprised. It's fine. Um, But there's a lot of topics we want to hit on today, and I there's I could not think of a better person to bring in, but Sam. So for those, I mean, they've listened back to your episode. So, but let's just reintroduce you. you Didn't go
0: listen. I'm offended. That was a really good
1: episode. Episode seven. Guys, okay, that was more geared towards your flight nursing. Okay, so but what's
0: your background? Let's give it a spiel. Let's see. So been a nurse for nine years, did almost eight years in the NICU. That's where I met Tori. We yeah. had the good old days. And then I've been teaching nursing school for, oh my gosh, I just hit my four-year anniversary. Oh, yeah, has it
1: been that August. long? Yes, because
0: I got my master's degree in leadership in 2016 okay. and started teaching. So I've been teaching four years. But I'm full-time teaching theory, like lecture, as of January. So
1: okay, wait. So you did you did theory. You also did, did clinical, for clinical three years, too. And then
0: now I do just lecture, full-time, and then flight nursing, emergency flight. How Are you care. liking that? I love it. I'll never work a bedside shift in my life again. Yeah, she,
1: we've talked a lot about yeah, it. We we have talked a lot about yes. that. But like, let's talk about that really quick. Let's just touch on it. So you. Did bedside and for the record, both of us started as NICU nurses who were like diehards.
0: Yes, I did all the things. Yeah, we were both diehard. And we were four both committees, mm-hmm. wrote policies, very involved in process improvements, evidence based research, just improving patient care, improving policy, improving the unit. Yeah. Until I wasn't anymore.
1: Yeah. And then you transitioned and you looked beyond and um, you went for your flight nursing.
0: I never thought I would leave the NICU because it's so specialized that I didn't think I was even capable of leaving the NICU because you do pigeonhole yourself a little bit in a good way, but... It's so specialized that I was afraid of taking care of any human that weighs more than 10 pounds. Yeah. So who's I. or has like pubic hair and oh teeth my, and, you Those know? are like nightmare words to a NICU nurse. Nightmare. And now, even though I do NICU transports as part of my flight nursing job, I love the pediatric ICU calls the best. They are so adrenaline rush thrilling. I love the learning, the critical thinking that goes into it. It's just a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I I love pushing myself to learn something new. I think that in nursing, we cannot limit ourselves to one thing and we can't get so stuck in like, I'm this specialty and I'm going to be this specialty till the day I die, which is great. There are some people that have been um, NICU nurses longer than I've been on this earth and they're amazing. I thought that was going to be me. I realized that, there's a whole wide world of nursing out there. And even now I still say all the time to people, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And people are like, what do you mean you don't want to be when you grow up? You're like a nurse for a decade now. You've like... You're a flight nurse, you teach nursing school, you have careers, plural. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Like, (laughs) I'm definitely not an adult yet. Well, at all. We all know that. So that's a whole (laughs) separate podcast. Yeah. So there's just so many options. And I think that don't limit yourself because once you've mastered something, There's a million other things you know nothing about. There's so much to learn. Yeah. We're going to get into that. We're going to get heavy heavy into
1: that today. So I think, okay, where this all stemmed from, you guys, this particular episode in my head, and I know Sam's been experiencing this a lot, is the amount of questions we have been getting from new nurses, future nurses, um, just sort of asking us questions over and over and over, repeated questions repeated concepts or repeated things that we've been encountering. Education, career advice. Correct. Bird's eye view of nursing. Like some pretty big general things that both of us see so we're talking like she said degrees we're going to break down degrees we're going to break down certifications we're going to give you the real behind the scenes we're going to be talking like the actual nursing not the blogger bs like you guys i
0: mean i did a lot of research
1: prior to this (laughs) looking at like
0: printed out like 900 papers
1: i I literally have 900 papers that's the difference
0: between tori and i she's like okay i printed this out here's our show notes i'm like yolo let's talk about it i got things in my head Yes, I'm like, I'm
1: gonna throw you a topic and here we go. So, but I have done a lot of research on this because. The issue what I see and I think it is consistent everywhere is there is a lot of conflicting information out there and I get frustrated by it as well. Even the way this is gonna sound really silly. Some of the terminology that these blogs use, I'm like, who the F is writing this? Like, this is not even accurate. Like, I don't think it's right. So here's the thing between Sam and I, we have now how many years of experience? Too many, too many 20. I don't know. Oh boy. God, we're getting up there. Okay. And Both so dogs. Sam is an MSN prepared. She's been she worked in several units. I am working on my degree. Woo woo-woo. And, you know, we just have a lot of things to say about this after, like, just general thoughts. So advanced nurse practitioner roles, certifications degrees. We're going to dive in right in. First thing I actually want to hit before we even dive into that, though, is students are very concerned about COVID. And like what? Because as you should
0: be. As it is a be. concern. 100%. It's real. It's not just the flu. It's not just the flu. Um as someone who had a family member hospitalized for 5 weeks and is still in recovering at a rehab from it, I can tell you firsthand as just a healthcare provider, but as a family member affected, it's real. It is a concern, but as a nursing student, experience is important. Yes. And so um the thought on that
1: being now students are not able to you can't go into the hospital. You're not having your preceptorships ships um, or, you know, on the unit and, you know, sort of how are we supposed to how are you supposed to grow as a nurse, as a as a student nurse um, while you're in school without that
0: exposure? OK, so I'm so going to let you take the mic. I can on definitely this. speak to that because we get so many students in this situation right now that I'm coaching through this. So one, I think it varies very much by location, state by state, your own state regulations, the hospitals where you work, who's allowing students, who isn't. Uh, In California, we are very heavily regulated with COVID right now. We are very much still in a lockdown situation. Class is still online. As far as facilities that are taking students, at first it was no one. Now we are slowly starting to see certain facilities open back up to students. That has come down to a matter of will the students take the COVID patients? Uh, as a student, you should if you have the opportunity to. I get there's also controversy where they're saying, well, I'm not getting paid, and the nurses there are getting paid to do that. But again, you're going into this field where you are taking students. I don't think you should be risking your health ever for school, for a job, for anything. And that comes down to the bigger issue of PPE. And you've already touched on that in other podcasts and had guests on that are really on the front lines. And I don't think any nurse anywhere should be taking care of COVID patients without proper PPE. Correct. But if you are a student and you have access to the proper PPE I don't think there's a reason you should limit yourself if you do not whether it's because the facility doesn't have adequate then no you should not be taking care of COVID patients right but if you're properly protected there's no reason because that's we're in healthcare to learn and to take care of patients and that having isolation patients is part of our job yeah but again without proper PPE I don't think that that's necessary as far as students who are not having the ability to go to the clinical sites I get a lot of them feeling like, well, I'm not going to be prepared to go into the real world of nursing. That isn't true. Um, It's a concern. You do need clinical time. There's a reason that the BRN requires a certain amount of clinical hours to graduate because hands-on experience is important. But as a new nurse, no hospital is going to hire you and not provide training and just let you drown. That being said, all new grad programs are not created equal. Sometimes people hire new grads without an actual specific new grad program in place as well. But in general, it is one of those jobs where you need to get the theory behind you, the concepts, the lab values, the knowledge base, being able to critically think and interpret medical information in nursing school. You need to get that backbone of nursing school. That's what you get. I will tell you a lot of times in nursing school and clinicals, your experience even in clinicals varies because how nice was your nurse? Were they wanting to teach you? Were they wanting to let you do things and be hands on? Or were they like, just follow me around and shadow me and watch me? Because there's students that go through their entire nursing school and they don't even put in an IV the entire time. They don't ever put in a Foley on a real patient. They don't get the hands-on skills that they do because it varies by clinical site, by your actual preceptor. So as much as, yes, you are missing out on the exposure, one, this isn't going to last forever. So you're not going to go through your entire program. You are missing out, absolutely, but you're still gaining the backbone knowledge that you should be gaining. And when you get into the field, you're going to get that hands-on experience. I can tell you, when we started in the NICU, I was Yeah, I had never done anything. I might as well have been Mm -hmm. a first-year nursing student. The thing that saved me was I had knowledge of, I understood how to interpret blood gases. I knew lab values. I knew basic concepts of nursing and medical practice that was able to help me then learn the hands-on. But learning how to start IVs and handle patients and reposition small babies and work with all the medical equipment and the IV pumps every hospital has different equipment anyways I've worked at different jobs you've worked at different jobs mm-hmm. I feel like a new grad every time every I time. start over yep. when I switched from one NICU to my per diem at another NICU I felt like a new grad yeah and then because it I was unit. like this is different pumps it's different mm-hmm. equipment I don't Same. know what I'm doing when I started flight nursing back to square one yeah so you're going to graduate nursing school and you're not going to know how to do the hands-on whether or not you went to clinicals or not. Because until you actually get a job in nursing, you're not going to understand how to do the hands-on stuff. But nursing school, you need to prepare yourself as much as possible with the actual knowledge base. Yes. So COVID, it's, it sucks. It's disappointing. But it doesn't mean that you're being, like, cheated. Correct. It's a great time to be learning. And we're learning so much in general about nursing practices, that in this pandemic is forcing us as a community to look at healthcare and say, how can we do better? And you're part of that. Yeah, you so get to come at, at a time we time. need.
1: Yeah, and we need innovation. We need new, new thought. We need new blood. We need that kind of mindset. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think that um, this whole focus on needing to have that um, experience in preceptorship, I get it, and I do understand, and I do validate those feelings. But you guys, I'm not gonna lie. During my preceptorships, I hated I did some nothing. of my sites. I, I, I really hated them. Too yeah, like well. I hated the hospitals. I did not like the units I was on. I just like the smell, the look, the everything just like the vibes like nothing was with was a Tory kind of unit my final
0: preceptor was so mean to me and she didn't let me do anything i just spent my full 12 hour shifts following her around being sad hoping someone else would like take me under their wing and show me something cool and it was in adults and then i went into nICU and i learned everything on the job there again though i had a good foundation of book knowledge that I needed. It's a good balance to have. So right now, just speaking to like
1: telehealth, where are you guys at with, with learning? We are doing are doing telehealth.
0: And I think that's great too, because a lot of nursing is learning how to talk to patients and how to communicate effectively. And that's so much of our job. And I've even seen that with COVID right now, having a family member in the hospital, the doctor comes in, tells them one thing, and then they interpret that a completely different way. Our job is so much to bridge that gap and education and learning how to talk to patients. And I do see new grads that start at the hospital. And sometimes I, when I would precept, I'd see them talking to parents and I'm like, Ugh, yeah. It's like saying paypal. that is not like, stop. I will say well, you don't want to you, be rude and interrupt them. Yeah. But I feel like even just actually telehealth is such a good job to learn how to interact with patients, how to talk to them, how to answer questions, how to develop those communication skills. Cause that is a huge job in nursing. So I get that it's disappointing, but don't take away from the value of those that are doing their clinicals in that telehealth sort of setting.
1: Yeah, you can still take away something from it. I think that's really important. There's value in it. There's a lot of value in it. And I think just kind of getting to the foundation of it, you know, nursing in general, like when you're looking at the foundation of it is we are focused on holistic care. That That is nursing. And I think actually something that Sam and I wanted to touch on a little bit was sort of giving you guys today a little rundown of... The foundation of nursing, the many different uh, types of nursing we have, degrees, and how and when it's appropriate to apply each one because everyone is so different. There are so many specialties. There's so many roles. There's so many things you can do. And I think something that I have seen consistently as well in our generation, and I'm talking like nurses that have been nurses for 15, 10, 8, 5, 2 years, These we are the generation where we sort of came into it, we come into it, and then we're kind of like, what's next? After a certain amount of time, I'm seeing it over and over and over and over where nurses are just feeling whether it's a sense of burnout. Or it's a sense of what's my next move in my degree? What do I really want long term? So today we really wanted to kind of come in and give you the foundation of each degree, talk about certifications, talk about all that. And so and I love your opinion on all these things. So I love my opinions. I love your opinions, too. Um, Okay, so we're going to break down really quick degrees, right? Because this is like the basis of it. Um, So there are several different types of nursing degrees. So you have ADN, LVN, BSN, MSN, nurse practitioner or advanced degree, doctorate, DNP, and Ph.D. All of them very different for different reasons. So I kind of want to go through and talk about each role. So LVN,
0: right? Or LPN, depending on your
1: name. LVN, LPN. Okay, so this is sort of your basic, most basic version of nursing.
0: So where am I going with this? So they are nurses correct they are definitely needed in our healthcare system for system uh my stepdad is currently like at a rehab right now and he has the most fantastic lvns taking care of him in that setting and actually where i work i just talked to someone who's an lvn and is interviewing at my hospital who used to historically have LVNs, did away with them, and now they're actually bringing LVNs back into the system because we, our patients are just getting sicker Sickering and sicker, sicker and yeah. sicker, and the yeah. acute care system is actually being overloaded with just very sick patients, mm-hmm. even on the medical floors, and our nurses get spread so thin, and there is mm-hmm. value in having the LVNs being able to help do things like med passes, medications, medications, and things like that, and allow nurses to do RNs to do specific things in their scope of practice, and then let LVNs do, and there's a way that they can work together to provide such good patient care, but the LVN role is definitely a good, well, one, it's it's a fantastic job in and of itself, Mm -hmm. and then for those that do want to bridge over to an RN role, it's a great foundation and it's everyone cool. has a different pathway to becoming an RN, and for some people, that makes the most sense. Especially if you want to have a really good job while you're providing for your family, and then pursue an RN later. LVN LPN is a great foundation.
1: So to become an LVN, it takes about a year. I'm just going to give you guys some quick facts about it. Uh, medium pay is about twenty twenty five dollars. Could be a very little bit location more Very location-dependent
0: for all these things when we do talk about pay.
1: Yes. Yeah, okay, so that is, that is a big thing. State to state, it's very differently. And regionally. Setting, regionally like, Northern California yes. pays way more
0: than Southern California. So take this all with a
1: grain of salt, but we're giving you the general, like, I'm trying to give you, like, the overview. We're, this is the We're going to speak very generally today, but um, job outlook for projection of 2020-16 is it's a 12% growth rate, meaning we it's need a... you. Yeah, we need you. So that that's a very it's becoming more and more popular. Okay, so the step up from that is an associate degree, ADN. Typically takes about two years.
0: You can get that at community. I feel like that's misleading. I feel like because you still have to do two years of Mm prereqs and then two years of nursing school, it ends up being four years, but you're getting a two-year associate's degree. Kind of, because I was on the wait list for an associate's degree program, and it took me like, over a year of doing anatomy, physiology, um, microbiology. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. To do all those so prereqs and like
0: English, math, you still have to do all those prereqs and then you get into it. So it's a little, I feel like misleading. It it really is. It's two years of nursing school. Yeah. But it's So the
1: only misleading. big benefit to that other than, okay, it's an option if you can't get into a BSN program. Which so there's is very that.
0: hard because, Especially here in Southern California, they're all impacted. Correct. It is so hard to Same get everywhere. into a BSN program.
1: Very tough. Yeah, it's tough right now. The other thing with the ADNs is they tend to be less expensive. And I do know that's a big factor for a lot of people, obviously. Um, some things that we talked about as far as some big factors being, you know, with nursing and deciding your degrees and things like that are financial, the state you live in, the lifestyle you want, your personal life, your, your personal family life, life, your family life, all big I, factors. Do you
0: want to take out a giant student loan to get your bachelor's degree right. or not? Yeah. That's a and, personal decision. For and you can
1: people, get a bachelor's cheaper in certain area. You can go to a state school versus a private school. You know, there's a
0: lot of different ways to do it. But again, are those state schools super impacted? And for some people, it is worth taking out the student loan and getting the more expensive bachelor's degree because for them, it's a matter of time where they just want to get it done with. And Mm -hmm. time is money because they see that as, well, I'm closer to my career. I'm going to start working. So it's a very personal decision that you have to decide what is best for you.
1: Correct. Um, Next step up to that, Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. So that is, I would say, and you could probably agree with me on
0: that. So an associate's degree and a bachelor's degree, you both could sit for the same NCLEX and you are a registered nurse. Correct. You have the same license. You have the same scope of practice in a hospital an ADN is not or a BSN versus ADN there is no difference about what you can do you one is not better than the other you are a nurse correct the difference is in a bachelor's degree program one you have a bachelor's degree and two there's a little bit more emphasis and extra classes that you take in research and evidence-based practice a little more theory courses and I think public health is that extra kind of one as well yeah
1: so, um, for perspective, and many of you guys know this, who've listened to this podcast, it took me from start to finish five and a half years to obtain my bachelor's of science in nursing. And mind you, I was living out of state. I going did a work.
0: program. I was
1: going in a competitive we program. Try to, to get
0: into it. Yes,
1: several times. Um, and at during that time, I was also applying to other programs, trying to get into other ones as well, accelerated BSN programs. Um, I had a backup potential degree just in case I didn't get in, I was still going to have a bachelor's of science in I think it was family studies. So even if I did not get into that nursing program, I could still, you know, graduate with that degree and hopefully, you know, apply somewhere else. So my point being with this is, first of all, if you don't get in right away, does not matter, keep going. If you want it that bad you're gonna land it
0: same thing for me i applied to i think six different local community colleges for their adn program and they were so competitive i was on the wait list for two years for one of them i had applied to like private universities which that tuition was like eh, but i'd applied to like private universities but wait let's talk about that then i went to an accelerated nursing program because by that time i was I wasn't old, but in my mind, I thought that I was older. How old I was, were you? I was 23 when I started nursing school, 25 when I graduated. So you're a baby. I was a baby. But in my <laughs> mind, I went to college thinking I'm going to graduate by the time. by I should have been graduated this age. I have friends that have graduated with other degrees. And I'm like, what am I doing? Now I look back and I'm like, I was a Diaper baby. Diaper rash. Yeah. I love saying But that. I just wanted to be done. I was like, I want a job. I want to be in my career. I just want to finish. Correct. What is like for me, it was about how can I finish the fastest and get out there and start working? Yeah. So that's why an accelerated BSN degree was what I chose.
1: So in the bachelor's degree, you guys, this is a, it's a big range as far as how much you make. So it
0: opens up more opportunities because you can now go into management. Yes with your bachelor's yeah. You can. And other things. So
1: medium pay, this is quick facts from um a website. I think this is this is kinda dated, but their range was between sixty eight thousand and seventy five thousand a year for B S N uh as, you know, projected through twenty sixteen, a fifteen percent increase in needing this particular role, which AKA, we need more nurses. So you are definitely going into the right uh, field if this is what you want to do.
0: And if there's ever a global pandemic that shuts down the entire world, you're going to have a job.
1: (laughs) You are essential. (laughs) You're still going to work. You're going to have a work. You're going to do it. Um, So also to speak to the, to the, the bachelor's degree. So there are accelerated um, degrees. There are traditional two-year programs, Um, they're private, public, you know, the, the range on this is huge. Um, the only thing that I will say, and Sam will say this is typically most of the hospitals who are hiring, um, in, let's say level one trauma or residency programs, um, programs, magnet hospitals prefer bachelor degrees. Um, that's just kind of becoming the standard. It's also very much
0: regional as well. It is regional. Like if you have an associate's degree, you're, probably looking it's not to say you can definitely get an amazing hospital job but the level one trauma centers the teaching hospitals the magnet hospitals there are a lot of them have even made policies of bachelor's degree only uh where i work it's they only hire bachelor's prepared nurses correct i work with the, the most amazing adn nurses that have I been know, there 20 too. years that are you love the smartest people i've ever met in my entire life yeah But they've kind of, because as a magnet facility, there's such an emphasis on education, they've shifted into that route. So if you have an associate's degree, your job opportunities are there and they're amazing. But you might have to open yourself up location wise and be more flexible in that sense where you're willing to start to start at least somewhere that's maybe not your preferred location
1: the other thought with that is let's say you get your adn and you start in a job that you hate right you could always start looking around at facilities and um apply to programs with contingency with them of saying like yeah i will get my bachelor's enrolled in a bachelor's program this is
0: my projected graduation Uh date. even if you get a bachelor have a bachelor's degree and you start in a job you hate Mm -hmm. you get that experience and you can pretty much switch into anything else you want um one of my like best friends I went to nursing school with started an adult telemetry, and I texted her randomly, and I was like, "I know you hate your job. Um, we're doing a new grad or like a fellowship for NICU nurses that aren't new grads; they have experience in something else, but they're new to NICU. Are you interested?" And she's like, "Oh my God, yes!" And now she's been a NICU nurse for eight years.
1: Yeah. So. So next one after bachelor's being a master's of science in oh, nursing. So hi. Hello, hello, hi. Okay, so this is the big one that I would say is pretty, it's controversial, to be honest. They're trying um, to like almost
0: now just go straight to getting your doctorate or PhD. I know. And even, I it's know. just
1: craziness. Okay. Nursing
0: can't make up their mind. I so. know.
1: Okay, which is great. I, I'm here for all the options, but I think just understanding the foundation of it. Okay, so the master's in science. There's so,
0: like 12 million different types of master's So many in nurses.
1: So many. Many, you guys, it's it's a little overwhelming, to be honest. But okay, so a master's typically um, completes, you can usually do it in 18 to 24 months. Um, that is typically, I would say, over on top of whatever your base was. Meaning, if you, you can do ADN to MSN, you can do BSN to MSN. But you have to think about the foundation of wherever your education was. Typically, it's 18 to 24 months on top of that. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, Typically, when you're talking master's degrees, what's the purpose of getting a master's?
0: It depends what you want to do. So that's the big question. I chose leadership as my emphasis because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I wanted options. There's a general master's degree that's just a straight MSN, like generalist. There's MSN in education, in leadership, in administration, in public health in like the IT world. I don't even know what they call that. Oh, um, informatics. Nursing. Nursing informatics. Yes. There's clinical nurse specialists. There's nurse practitioner. But some nurse practitioner programs have done away with MSN and it's just a doctorate nurse practitioner program and you go from a bachelor's to a doctorate because nursing doesn't know what they want to do with themselves. <laughs> but there's so it depends awesome. what you want to do with an MSN. Do you want to be an NP? Do you want to be a clinical nurse specialist? Do you want to be an educator? Okay,
1: so I want to break that down really quick. What because, do you want to do? Right.
0: Okay, so there's different <laughs> and I say figure it out before you make that leap into nursing school unless you don't know, do something very general like leadership. Correct.
1: Okay, so when you're talking master's degrees. There's two different types of master's degrees for nursing when we're talking nursing. So, you have Depends
0: on patient care,
1: correct? And then, and then you have, everything have else. <laughs> right. So, and what I mean by that is a is acute care and or advanced nursing degree and a advanced versus scope of practice, yes like NP. So we're talking nurse practitioner. We're talking midwife. We're talking CRNA. We're talking the um, degrees where you're gonna. Those programs are typically at least two. I would say to four years, With a depending lot of on, clinical hours. and there can be expensive programs, and and it difficult increases to get your into. scope of
0: practice as a nurse. So, like for CNR, CRNA, you're doing anesthesia for nurse practitioner. You are working in the sense where you're prescribing medication mm-hmm. and diagnosing and things in that scope so it opens up a completely different correct scope of
1: practice and when we're talking np roles so i'm just going to spit off a couple different np roles for the advanced practice nursing world right so we're talking family nursing fnp neonatal nurse practitioner adult gero um, pediatrics women women's health psych nursing so these are all areas that you can get your advanced degree in now when you're getting even more specific there's a whole subspecialty of nurse practicing that you can go into so there's orthopedics there's emergency medicine palliative care oncology dermatology
0: trauma np at our trauma
1: hospital. yeah that's a big one too surgery holistic care um, cardiology, nephrology, pain management, pain management, and each of the different types of so of programs. So, for example, acute care or family nurse practitioner or primary care, you can essentially work in these subspecialties as a an advanced nurse practitioner. So, there's a lot of different ways you can do this, um, and Again, this is something where, you know, when you're talking about making the decision or to go into these roles, it's how what do you want your lifestyle to look at? Do you want to work in a clinic? Do you want to work in a hospital? How much money are you going to make? What's the advancement on financially for you? What is your family life look like? Where are you at in your life? Do you want to have a family in two years and you don't want to be in school during that time? You know, kind of thinking ahead. Another factor about this particular work, and I've talked about this a little bit with you guys, is despite what people really think, your, your grades do expire. So if you're going to start applying to these schools... For example, with me, I was applying around my seven year mark to my, to these programs. And for a lot of these programs, I would have had to retake statistics Statistics. or um, physiology. And, you know, so there's a lot of factors when you're talking
0: about looking into these
1: programs.
0: Um, I think you touched on schedule and lifestyle. And to me, those are the biggest ones because that's what I considered the most when I went back for my MSN and I knew lifestyle wise, that I had no interest in patient care in terms of my master's degree. I had no interest in being an NP because I did not want to ever like work in a clinic. I didn't want to do primary care. I know we have acute care NPs in the hospital setting, but I also look at their schedule Mm -hmm. and how much they work. And I'm like, as a bedside nurse, I could throw a few OT shifts and hey, our pay. Right. Kind of about the same, and that's a totally but you're taking on such a yes. bigger role with terms of liability and malpractice insurance, and there's was a lot of factors. There's so many factors where it was the same reasons where I get this question all the time that makes me laugh. You're smart. Why didn't you go to med school? Because I am smart. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, dig it, doctors. I love my doctors. We love your doctors. So smart, our physicians. Thank God for that. But I look at them and I'm like, y'all are crazy. Your residency and fellowships and then being on call and the hours you put in and you work, Mm -hmm. they worked their butts off to get where they were and hats off to them. Yeah. Uh, I work my butt off to get where I am, no doubt. But for me, I've always considered lifestyle at the core of, like, everything – and I think that's so much for so
1: many people nowadays. Yeah. It's like, you know, that balance, especially when you're talking like nurse burnout, right? Like, I mean, we, which you and real. I, which is very real. You guys, I mean, that everyone knows here. That I'm not shy about that. Uh, nurse burnout. It's, it's hard. It's so hard when you are in the business of people and you're seeing the best and the worst of people in the same moment or, and potentially the same day, you know, I mean, I know nurses, for example, working through this pandemic where they literally had to zip up a body bag and keep going. I mean, you, if you think that's not going to cause some PTSD in your life, I mean, we're sadly mistaken. I've, I have done that. I have zipped up a body bag in my career and kept going to help my unit. You yeah. and I both done that. We've done it together. And, yeah, together. I mean, it's just, this is how real it is. And I think it's really tough because I do think we are in this place of really glorifying nursing and putting it on this pedestal And social media. Which is nice because
0: we've spent a long time where, yes, we're one of the most respected jobs in the country. Sorry, firemen, but we do beat you out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. Realty. Little, <laughs> little shade. Little uh, shade. Little <laughs> shade. But at the same time, it is like a thankless job yeah it is I've been lucky where families have written me thank you cards and said nice things and that always feels great but a lot of times we weren't ever really given that like recognition and now from COVID it's like healthcare heroes work here mm-hmm. nursing are heroes I get thank yous just being out all the time and I'm like sweet I've probably gained 10 pounds of COVID weight from break room food because everyone's like, here's cookies, here's treats. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it does feel good to get that recognition and appreciation, but the burnout has been very real. And Tori and I have both gone through it and we've both switched up our careers significantly Mm -hmm. based on feeling that burnout. But I think I put that in the back of my mind whenever I make career decisions. And I think going into any master's degree, you really have to say, what am I doing this for? It's hard work to get the degree. You're not gonna just do it for funsies. So you really kinda wanna look at your life and say, what do I wanna do down the road with this? And for me, again, I knew it wasn't gonna be patient care related. I always was interested in teaching. I've been doing that role my whole life. I used to coach cheerleading and I have always worked with kids. I really liked on the unit precepting new nurses. Me too. And I liked nursing students. So for me, teaching was always something I knew I wanted to do. But I didn't necessarily want to get my master's degree in education because I didn't want to be limited to education. So leadership seemed like the most appropriate because it has opened so many doors for me. I am teaching full time, but I can go into management if I ever want to. I don't. I clearly... (laughs) I'm We're not, not fit for management. Not i not fit think. for management. There's no political yeah. correctness here. And it's not even actually political correctness. I can't shut my damn mouth. I can't not speak up. I just get myself in trouble. I've spent it's more time in the principal's fine. office than anyone else ever. Because Facts, I don't did. know how to shut my big trap. Yeah. But it's from a good Sorry. place. It's because I care. I'm a well, very, it was, very passionate person yes. to a fault.
1: And I will say that's how most nurses, if you have an opinion, it's always to the detriment. It's always to your patient's benefit or to it's always for the patient's benefit, always. You know, so that's and that's frustrating. Because sometimes it's not, that's not always as supported.
0: No, and it's, I've learned to reel it in and reel it back. But I know that management isn't for me, but I, there's still so many options. And nursing isn't just a hospital job. So one day if it works better for my family and I want to have some nice little job with a pharmaceutical company. Totally. I could pursue that because I have a master's in leadership. Botox. Um, I love Botox. Allergan, yeah. mm, if you need me,
1: Juvederm. Mm,
0: I am. We're here, here for you. You could like <laughs> let's let's talk Allergan. Yeah, we're friends. I think that I should be your Botox nurse rep. But anyways, there's just there's a lot. So I feel like leadership has opened up doors. If I ever want yeah. to go outside of the hospital into different areas, I have that option in leadership. And so I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, but I've got options because I think for me, leadership was the right because there's different avenues I can take with that. I'm not stuck with one one role. Yeah. So when we're talking
1: um, about the MSN degree, quick facts for, let's say, nurse anesthet- anesthetist, bleh, nurse midwives, nurse practitioners, uh, median pay starting between 110 up to 150 a year. However, I happen to know that nurse CRNAs make way more than that. So, and again, it
0: varies by region, as they should.
1: But things. also, okay, other factors. You guys, I mean, these are just things we're just spitballing here. CRNA school is upwards of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh,
0: that just hurt my heart.
1: Like the good schools that you really want to get <laughs> into, it's like you're you're basically paying for like less, a little less, definitely less than med school. But you're you're paying for school. You're paying. You're te- You're going to be taking out loans. Yeah. So just these are things where you just kind of have to think about it. Does that fit my life? And my if it does,
0: life. The age of how long am I going to be working to even make that back? I keep thinking about going back for my um doctorate or PhD. Mm -hmm. I look at my PhD programs. I do this every three months. I Google the PhD programs. I went to California State University, Fullerton for my MSN, and they have a PhD like consortium, and I get mail from them inviting me to it every year, and I'm like, I should get my PhD. And then I'm like, I don't want to write another paper. I don't want to do have, it. And oh, to me, yeah. I'm like, where I'm at in my life and what I want to do in my future, I don't see the benefit in paying for school right now. I'm not to say I won't go maybe back and get the PhD. I love that mindset. It's a great but mindset. But for right now, I don't want, one, I cannot add anything to my plate. I'm like dog, I'm barely, I'm drowning yeah, in bet. my own lifestyle. Yeah. But so to add school to the mix would just not be healthy for me right now. But from a financial standpoint, I am comfortable with the money I'm currently making that I don't want to throw a student loan on to the mix Mm -hmm. where I'm like, am I going to make that much more with a PhD than I currently make? Probably not. So is there a return on the investment for me? Not right now. I might do it one day because I love the idea of people having to call me doctor, especially like I would make sure my brother only refers to me as that. Wouldn't that be so fun? Yes. Oh my God. Dr. Manasaro. Yes, please. (laughs) So if I do it, it's honestly probably just because I'm petty and I want everyone to refer to me as doctor because it just sounds Realty. cool. But for right now, it's that. not the right fit for me and my lifestyle. Yeah. But again, who knows, that could always change. But for right now, I know that that's just not where I'm at.
1: Yeah, and doctorate programs, PhD and doctorate programs are definitely going to be your most expensive ones. The MSN degrees typically, like, for example, Natalie, who came on the podcast um, back for, she was on for two episodes, I don't remember which ones they were, but she worked through her whole whole program and managed to, I think she had worked travel nursing and saved up prior and then she had like some funds to go towards her program. So there's a lot of different ways to skin. It account. also
0: depends private school versus public. I went to a public state school. My MSN cost me twenty thousand. Right. And my hospital gave me ten thousand in tuition reimbursement. So my MSN cost me ten thousand dollars. Right,
1: and okay, another factor, for example, um, is your hospital gonna kick in some money
0: for it? You know, there's a lot of hospitals nowadays and if they that don't, will wait and go somewhere that will. Because yes. a lot of them do. So if you're gonna get an advanced degree, make sure you're working somewhere where their tuition reimbursement program is on point. Yes, I got ten thousand to go back, and so I used every penny of it. Some
1: schools, I mean, not schools, some. Um, employers will they'll either reimburse you know x amount per year so they'll say we'll throw you this amount towards your education per year some will say we'll reimburse the whole thing some will say we will do you know so just that's another great contract
0: to work for them for so long if Mm -hmm. they do pay for your school but get your experience somewhere and then look in if you want to go back look into hospitals that are going to help pay for that correct
1: um we kind of touched on this too doctorate nursing degrees being the next one up so um this one i oh i didn't say this sorry the projection for msn degrees for 2016 will increase by 31 so there you go that's another really great route to go um regardless of what area you want to go into with your msn so you know we spoke pretty uh at length about the advanced nurse practitioner msn though it's a it's a very big degree when you really think about it
0: yeah because management is a whole wide management
1: education leadership leadership leadership. informatics yeah i mean i actually think to, to have a base of an msn how do you feel about um direct entry msn programs
0: okay so i actually taught for a direct level um direct entry msn program my first teaching job was For people that had their bachelor's degree and literally anything else but nursing, and then they were getting starting school as an MSN program, and in that program, they would get their RN license midway through the program, but they didn't graduate until they finished with an MSN, and their emphasis was leadership. I have mixed feelings on it. I think if you already have a bachelor's degree, it does kind of suck to go back and get a second bachelor's degree. You don't need two bachelor's degrees. So I get it in that sense. If I already had a bachelor's degree, I don't want another bachelor's degree. I would want an advanced level degree. But I think you have to know and understand your place that when you graduate, you are still a new grad, just like an ADN. You are a baby nurse, knowledge wise. So you need to make sure that you are accepting that and entering that world very humbly Because you are no better and no smarter than the ADN degree nurse. You are a new nurse. But I get that your previous education shouldn't completely be discounted. But there is definitely some challenges when they are in that nursing program because there's a lot to learn there and you're cramming it in. Like you're having to now learn advanced level things in terms of theirs was specifically like a leadership. Field, so you're learning these advanced level concepts, but you haven't even worked a day as a nurse. So, I have mixed feelings. I think that it's a good route for some people, and I understand why you would want to go into it. And I actually know someone who went to that program who's a PICU nurse at UCLA, and he is like phenomenal and awesome. So, it really just depends, yeah, on the person. But I just think I'm saying if that's the route that you take, good for you. I'm happy for you, it's a good route but humble yourself and know that when you graduate, you still have a lot of experience to get under your belt till you really fill the shoes of your master's degree role.
1: So this is actually a very funny story, something I've never told anyone. So you guys are the first to hear this and definitely top five reasons of why i love samantha so and i couldn't think of a better episode to tell you than now so when samantha and i started as nurses the number one thing that every single nurse was wearing was gray's anatomy right gray's anatomy scrubs that was it and truthfully since then on you guys that's all i've ever worn but i want to backtrack really quick so when i started on instagram i remember trying to look around for the Grey's anatomy company right the line i was looking around i was trying to figure out Um, how to contact them to you know start working with them as an ambassador and so long story short samantha was the one who actually approached me and she said hey tori so i know someone that works over at barco uniforms and that is gray's anatomy and i was like shook i was like what How did I not know this? How did I not know that Barco and Grey's Anatomy? So long story short, you guys, I really have Samantha to thank for the initial introduction. And now Barco Uniforms is truly a huge contributor of how I produce this show. Barco has been in business for 91 years. You guys, how many companies can truly say that? 91 years. I'm obsessed with the tailored fit, the fabrics, the feels everything about every single line from their Grey's Anatomy signature line to their edge line their motion line honestly that's actually one of my newer favorites and the price point of it is absolutely fabulous so if you guys are interested in checking out a pair for yourself today head over to barcouniforms.com forward slash stores and also you guys if you're interested i have a link in my bio it is permanently there filled with an amazing list of all of my favorite Barco Picks on my Amazon shop page. All right, you guys, without further ado, let's dive back into the show. Okay, next one, doctorate of nursing degree. So this one I would say is a little bit more on like healthcare administration, clinical research, advanced clinical practice as well. This one usually takes you three to five years Full time guys, this is gonna be a full time kind of gig. Um, doctorate, doctorate go. degrees are they're very intense.
0: <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's another way to go. Now we're seeing programs skip the MSN to be an NP because they want you to have that doctorate role, so you can have your bachelor's. And there's a lot of programs where it's like become a family DNP doctorate. They're that's like the new you thing. Jump straight. And not they—they don't even offer MSN programs anymore. They want you to get your NP as a doctorate degree, correct? Which is more school than so MSN.
1: That is actually and and that's kind of an interesting topic. So because <clears throat> they've been saying
0: forever since I was in nursing they've school been in saying 2010, this. by yes. 2015 you're going to have to have your doctorate to be an NP. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 2020 that didn't happen. Definitely did not happen. I mean, we still have two entry ways to get your RN. So mm-hmm. I don't think that that whole having to have your doctorate to get your NP thing is going to happen anytime soon when we can't even, like, have one path to get an RN. Like, nursing needs to figure it out.
1: They're a lot a of, things. like, for example, um, I mean, there's a I do know a couple girls who went through a DNP program. They're intense. They're, They're pretty in, intense. Very intense. Um, it's more, obviously, than your master's degrees. You know, and when you're going in for a job, would they take the doctorate NP over the MSN? Probably, unless it comes down to pay, because doctorate NPs are going to want more pay, probably, than MSNs. So, you know, there's a lot of different factors here. I mean, it just depends on what you want to go into. I
0: get people asking career advice all the time, and to me, it's so personal and individualized, what's right for you. Because Mm -hmm. there are so many different routes to get to the same ending that it's really comes down to a lot of personal factors.
1: Yeah, it really does. And you know, they're there. They are of course more expensive. So you're going to be paying more for a DNP. Usually. Um, I do know, I think she went through Cincinnati, Ohio. One of the girls that I know she got hired as an FNP, a DNP, FNP, and she loves her new job. So, I mean, it's, and she was a NICU nurse. So, you know, it's definitely a good way to go. CRNAs. Is CRNA a doctorate or no?
0: CRNA is an MSN, but again, there's some programs that have them as doctorates.
1: Okay. Oh, and also so to give you guys a perspective on this, too, since we're talking about this, and because I never knew this, physician assistant or PA is also a master's degree. So yes. it's comparable to your nurse practitioner. It's like a similar right. kind of thing, just a different route. And I love talking about that because um, the PA route tends to be more medical. It's a medical model. Versus, versus NP route nursing model. is nursing. Correct. So that way you guys can kind of understand that di- that difference. The next thing is the PhD. So you better
0: love research.
1: You better love it. Okay, so PhD, when you're talking about it, is, is the highest level of degree that you can possibly get. Like, there is nothing higher than a PhD. Yes, you can get a PhD in nursing. Um, it's
0: very much geared towards academia. Yes. World, so research like me as a nursing professor should really go get my phd cnos but i, I don't think right now i know cnos can also have their doctorate as well because they have one in like business mm-hmm. something and something mm-hmm. so dnp for this that. is but yeah your phd is very much needed in the academic world especially if you want to go past just being a nursing professor and be a dean or move up anywhere in the academic world and then research. Yeah, so if you are is. into nursing research, your PhD is the way to go.
1: Theoretical foundation of nursing practice and healthcare delivery as a whole. So this is like your bird's eye view. You're, you're basically the boss. you're the boss. You the
0: boss. I'm going to get it one day. Maybe. Yes queen. Oh. Uh.
1: So, um, that all being said, let's talk about money because money is so fun. Okay, I'm so, so good at
0: spending it. Oh God, how do I earn more?
1: You guys, it's bad. Like I th- thank God that I have Jacob. To, who has I have new, no one,
0: and I just you know. furnished my entire place brand new because I don't. know He why
1: just, I'm just knows this when way. to take when he says no. He just is like, "There's a no," and I'm like, "Okay, okay." I yeah, don't yeah, tell yeah, myself yeah, no. I'm just like, I need to tell myself just no. Pick up an extra shift. So let's talk highest paying jobs in the nursing world. Because I you know, everyone wants to know the money. How much money do you make? How much you know, and I wanna know. I always wanna know. I love asking people like, okay, so what do you you know, how much are you making over there? People wanna
0: know. Depends on hospital system, union, non union, location, years of experience.
1: It's very I worked at one hosp- the board. Or
0: two different hospitals simultaneously and I was making seventeen dollars an hour at this union hospital than I was versus where I work now.
1: Wait, but let's talk about factors. Yeah. Why didn't you stay at that hospital? Because I...
0: One, I was burnt out on bedside. I just was over it, overnight shift, over bedside, over... I didn't want to be a NICU nurse anymore. I loved my time in the NICU. I would not ever trade it in for the world, but I did not want to do it. And then that hospital system wasn't my favorite
1: yeah and I think that's a really interesting aspect you guys by
0: the hospital system I'm in now because we are very evidence-based practice we are very cutting edge we provide top-notch excellent care yeah and I really hold those standards very close to my heart and I'm very much hard to work somewhere else when I have been trained at this very certain level Mm -hmm. and with high standards.
1: I think a lot of nurses really battle that and I will tell you guys so sometimes money
0: money is a big factor but it's not everything. It wasn't worth it to me even though I took a pay cut when I left that job it wasn't worth it to me. I liked the people there. I liked everything about it. It just wasn't right for my life anymore and money isn't everything i wasn't gonna stay at a job just because the pay was higher when it didn't fit my needs anymore and
1: then there may be some of you who are listening here who like you know you have a friend or you maybe you're a single mom and you need to make x amount of money per hour to like have a lifestyle maybe you are there are so many different aspects of this right so if money is your end game and that's more that is like your life like then do it or if you're like me and sam
0: you. you like yeah. Do what you got to do. You do
1: what you got to do. And sometimes that's just the cold
0: hard facts, right? Like, you're going to take a job that pays more because you need to. I feel like we get on this. So here, I, I'm going to say it. I'm gonna Do it. it. Oh, We get on there. this, like, pedestal of nursing where it's like, this was my calling. I knew forever I wanted to be a nurse. I was called to be a nurse. It's a job. Fact. It is, like, Fact. we tie our life so much, like... I feel like no one else in this field walks around going like, "Hi, I'm an accountant." Like, and they're so nursing is nursing. We're very much like nursing is what you do, not who you are. Yes,
1: it's what you do. You guys, I'm gonna say that again. Nursing is what you do, and it almost kills me sometimes when I have. I love my handle, Nurse Tori, but like, it's not necessarily. I actually kind of like. I'm more than a nurse, right? And that's a really big message I've had. I feel like lately is like you can, like, it doesn't define you as a person. And I think that's something that we really need to tap into. And I think it's
0: great too. I am so proud to be a nurse. I am not taking away from that. I worked my butt off to be a nurse. I am educating future nurses and I love seeing them excited to go into the field. I love my nursing students. I'm like pretty passionate about teaching and I put a lot of effort into it. It's, I give what I... You get what you give. I don't know how yeah, to talk. Yeah. But when the more that they are interested and show interest, the more I give of myself to them. So I do weekly reviews for them. If they're interested and they really feel like they want to get out of it, I'll stay on for two hours. If they don't care, I don't care. I can't make you care if you don't care. But if I get very passionate about teaching. And so I'm proud to be a nurse. Tori proud to be a nurse. It is great. I say with pride what I do when people like ask me but I have a whole life outside of nursing it is not define who I am and it I am more than a nurse correct and so I think we get on this thing where we're just like I was called into this field and blah 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 like no you still have bills to pay you still have rent someone's got to put a roof over Moses and Rambo's head because (laughs) no, I got got dogs to feed you guys. So these things do matter. We get so much. I think that we get taken advantage of in nursing because you have to be a certain kind of person to be in this field. You have to be empathetic. You have to be willing to give yourself of others. You have to. I've gone a twelve-hour shift without peeing, without eating. Why well, my patients needed me? I've been feeling. I have literally fed
1: her Snickers. This is true. In in like I was literally like in an isolation you, In an isolate, yeah, because you were like li- literally. I would could not leave, not leave my side. room,
0: and I just stuck my little face out the yeah, door. Yeah, I'm and like here. Put food in my. Oh, yep. sorry. Yeah, That happens. Um, Watch joint commission yeah no i, mean, I can't whatever yeah can I, go- I haven't gotten my break in freaking yeah y- you're no, okay with I me wearing a bandana around my face but i can't have water at the nurse's station well guess what i haven't peed in 12 hours and i haven't eaten so if this girl's gonna shove a snickers in my mouth and feed me yep, a sip of water so that i don't die in this patient's room yeah. you can come talk to me about it joint commission <laughs> let's talk Hit me up. Find me on Fighting Instagram. words, fighting words. We're taking it But anyways, it down. so yeah, we have been through a lot. So it takes a special kind of person to be a nurse. You have to, it is a demanding job and you are giving all of yourself to your patients and you are giving it your all. So that's not to be said, like sometimes we do get on that high horse because damn it we earned we deserve that. that we deserve that way. recognition Not deserve that, and title but, yeah, but at the same I like time, the time i think that's where we get taken advantage of because people want to and especially management wants to suck you in and pull on those heartstrings of like you're doing such good work and it's like okay but compensate me for it still yeah. it doesn't mean that we don't deserve appropriate compensation appropriate breaks appropriate benefits
1: patient ratios patient ratios all just, those things yeah. so mm-hmm. I think we
0: Equipment. nurses so many people just accept that well that's how nursing is and I'm like that doesn't mean it's right mm-hmm. when you have crappy patient ratios and we live in California we're living the good life mm-hmm. some of this shit I sorry can I say shit on your yeah, podcast you some of the, the shit that want. we hear about in other states and their ratios I'm like are you f- Fucking kidding me! Oh yeah, that is absurd. We
1: and I will say that that's a big thing, and I feel like the standard. We I hope California is helping to set that standard for everyone else in the country. It should be national. It should be nationally because sure. sometimes
0: I complain about our ratios. Yeah, NICU days. I know, and I'm like, I hear about these other states, and I'm like, I I couldn't hack it in another state. 100%. I'm a big baby here. So, in general, we accept that we're gonna be worked hard. We're gonna have heavy loads poor ratios that our breaks are sometimes iffy and we just accept it and that our pay sometimes isn't what it should be we should be making a lot more teachers should be making more i'm just gonna throw that out there during covid if you're a teacher you deserve higher pay boom (laughs) mic drop (laughs) anyways back to nursing yeah um we should be paid one we're educated we work hard. We do 12-hour shifts. It's physically demanding as well as mentally demanding. I go home more mentally exhausted than I do physically des- exhausted. Yeah. Shout out to my compression socks. But <laughs> in general, yeah, we accept that that's the way it is. And so it's okay, I guess where I'm going with all of this, to make decisions in your career based on financial decisions. You don't have to be this martyr of like, yeah. well, I just want to – do the best for my patients. I don't care. It's not about money. It's not about money. And I actually got that when I got hired at that other job that was way higher paying. People would talk shit on me and other friends that worked there and be like, well, you guys are just going there for the money. It's not about money. They were actually really great to us. We always had a break nurse. We were a union. We always had a break nurse. I... I would get back from break, and twenty minutes later, they'd be like, "Are you ready for break?" I'm like, "What? Didn't I just go on break?" I am so confused right now. I've never taken this many breaks in my life. They, the teamwork was great there. My coworkers are amazing. It's not just about money, but at the same time, bitch, I got bills. I got a life to live. I want to retire one day. I want to go on vacation. Like, mm-hmm. don't act like it's not okay to, in nursing, worry about how much money you make. It matters. It we're not matter. doing this for free mm-hmm. out of the kindness of our heart. It takes a special type of person to be a nurse, but we're not just doing this. It's not a volunteer work. So mm-hmm. if you want to volunteer, go on a medical mission. Mm-hmm. There's ways as nursing that you can make meaningful impacts in the world and give your knowledge and time for free and make a difference. But again, you worked hard to get where you are and it's okay to demand appropriate compensation for it. So mm-hmm. if you're making job decisions based on things like finances don't feel bad about it yeah boom and All i right. will also
1: say this too
0: <laughs> i don't just know, to I went stem off, off of a that wild tangent <laughs> that I, was a great i tangent. had a lot
1: to say that was that a really one. good one um as you know stemming off of that you're never just just let's put this out there you're never gonna find the perfect job i'm just gonna put it out there it you're doesn't not. Exist. it doesn't exist like the one that's gonna pay you the amount that you feel you you are should be paid the one where you get the holidays off and the weekends off or you get this perfect schedule that you want or that you're suit you're 100 your happy and getting a
0: ton of breaks
1: it's not gonna happen like I just I, I hate to burst the bubble that doesn't exist here we also, are if
0: you're a new grad you're gonna work night shift suck it up and
1: holidays. So suck up it up. and it Don't
0: feel bad. Do Weed your time. I mean, the
1: amount of... I, I can't.
0: Actually, I've been a nurse when I for hear nine that, years. I'm I like, work Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. I feel bad. So
1: here's the so thing. Like, there. I remember being a new nurse and being, like, so... My to be there yeah just to
0: even be hired i, I hope
1: that so that's how new nurses are coming in and just yeah. being like i'm just gonna work it i know i am like look guys here's the other thing too i hate to burst your bubble on this holidays can be celebrated where the fuck you want it doesn't matter my whole family we move holidays to friday like my i always work thanksgiving my family knows i just freaking work it because here's One, the thing you make there. thanksgiving pay <laughs> yes, and that. then the next day friday or saturday or sunday which you can have the weekend off hopefully because you work at a place that they will actually give you the weekend off if you actually work the holiday you're gonna make the pay and then by the way you still get to have your damn turkey on yeah. friday like who the fuck cares if it's on the the
0: holiday day it's true
1: okay we don't have kids yet the uh, shout out to all the moms out there i get it whatever you want to be on there but i'm actually glad do. i
0: christmas this year because i can avoid all my family mm-hmm. and this year i kind of just want <laughs> Too. I just like. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another that's hack, so you guys. By <laughs> the way, if you hate your
1: family, I love my just... family. But
0: honestly, this year I just no, like.
1: It's okay to say I'm that.
0: cool with just like working the just work the holiday and make the damn holiday pay. The holiday pay, you guys. I need it because I just can't like this Botox ain't free. I know,
1: right? You gotta catch up. Okay, so sorry, okay. we're tying it back to how much we make. Okay, so I want to give you the top. We're gonna do the top, maybe ten, top highest paying nursing jobs. Okay, so st- number one. You're probably going to guess it. CRNA. Yes. Boom. How yeah. much do you think the median pay? Median pay.
0: Where are we at? I'm going to lowball it because they're probably making in the low 100s, but I know CRNAs that make over 200.
1: Yeah. This one's weighing. This is saying 167 oh, a year. okay. Yeah.
0: That's good. And, yeah. okay, again, you
1: guys, this is going to vary by state, by your facility, it's gonna vary by like what health benefits hospital,
0: what health benefits they're giving you. Like you can work outpatient surgery, like plastic surgeons' offices use CRNA sometimes Mm
1: -hmm. too. Okay, number two, a general nurse practitioner. So we're talking your FNPs, your PNPs. What's the rough pay you think? Like 120?
0: 130?
1: This is saying 107, but I think
0: I think it's 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 actually higher. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think it's a little higher. Well in California, I wanna say the rough Starting if you're full time FNP I think is about 120. That's about right.
0: Which is why I didn't want to go to NP school because I know I make more than that. So here's <laughs> the reality,
1: girls. you guys. I will say this too: so. if you work in California, okay, this is X X out everything else because this is a California factor, and I will say this is a very big factor for all of us who live here. So in California, we make very good money at the bedside. Yes. Compared like to other compared states. to other states,
0: but our cost of living is trash. It's awful. FYI, I pay over two grand a month in rent for a one bedroom. Also, apartment, so yeah. So like, if money. I make,
1: <laughs> if I see thirty five hundred on my paycheck, I'm really getting like eighteen hundred in my bank account. Yeah. That's just a fact. Cold hard fact. Our state fact. tax
0: is also trash.
1: Our state tax is trash. Our cost of living is trash. But our gas
0: is like nine billion dollars. But but we make
1: we make good money, money at the at bedside. The bedside compared to. So this is a really big factor for a lot of nurse practitioners. Also in California, specifically, you guys, California nurse practitioners and PAs don't work independently yet. They're still technically um, under, a doc- under a doctor,
0: umbrella. which is
1: a different factor than for example, in New York, where they work independently, other states where they work independently. So these are kind of some factors. Anyway, uh, next one would be a number three clinical nurse specialist. How much do you think CNS? How much do you think saying
0: this? 150, 140? This is saying 106. Oh, no. 106. Oh, yeah, because this is. But yeah, to... I feel like that's probably right. That probably actually makes more sense. I don't see them making,
1: making that sense. as much as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next one is a psych nurse practitioner they actually i, I think, think they make, make more. more like 120 yeah 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 so this is saying um 105 as the medium pay Again, i think it depends where what state
0: you are these are correct
1: regional. but yeah. a psych np if i was they in do, california well I, I
0: would
1: yeah psych nps crnas that's definitely where the money's at that'd be a good one actually anywhere that'd be a good one next one number five certified nurse midwife like
0: 100 yeah, one hundred three
1: is that—that's yeah. what this one's saying. Um, neonatal I'd nurse, being L and
0: D nurse, do a couple overtime shifts. Mm. I know, not have the liability, the malpractice. You insurance. could work,
1: yeah. Just yeah, saying, I know. And then you
0: paid all that money. It's not to every school fa- and study. every state,
1: but that is like, yeah. Neonatal nurse practitioner.
0: Oh sup? Hi. Hi. I <laughs> think it varies by state.
1: This one's saying one hundred two. I think it's definitely like
0: the median. I think it depends on yeah. State to state would be differently system. here. Union, I would non union is always a huge thing for any bedside nurse. I think here
1: when the I full time nurses
0: are usually gonna
1: maybe one thirty. I bit don't know. More. That would be my guess. The next one being a pain management nurse. They're guessing one hundred and one. Okay. Okay, I'm getting that nurse administrator as number eight. A like hundred. Yeah. Ninety nine. Okay. I'm good um. This. Oh, just kidding. So number nine is at family nurse practitioner. So that's actually below oh. nurse administrator, which kind of surprises me. This one is saying the median is ninety eight. A- I actually believe that though. Yeah. FNP's like primary care. They just don't
0: make don't as much. They want to pay you. Yeah. Our whole healthcare system and insurance system is
1: jacked fucked. Yeah. Sorry about it. it. But um, that was number ten. Oh wait, no, number ten is registered nurse. Oh, a uh, first assist.
0: I Oh, you're... like surgery. Yes. Yeah. So I like shadowed at a plastic surgeon's office a year ago, right before. I, or, oh, no, almost two years. I don't know when I did this a year ago um, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grow up before I went full time teaching. Love that. I still would love to work in a plastic surgeon's office. I love plastic surgery. <laughs> and I love both <laughs> that. Genetics. would be so really bad, the Botox actually. perks and all that. I would love that. But um, it was really cool. And that was to be more like the circulating pre-op post-op and circulating nurse but watching the first assist I'm like that's such a cool job yeah to be like dear they're, they're like hands-on helping that surgeon with a lot of things that's a really rad job yeah I feel like they make more than that
1: so this is but saying I feel ni- like it depends where it's say 96 which yeah. probably 100 which maybe in California terms like it's let's like call it 110 20. 120 for a full-time gig I'm assuming they also probably do 40 hours a week a lot of these yeah. places you guys a lot of those jobs are 40 hours a week um so that's just a base. Okay. So those are the top 10 oh, highest. nurse educator? Paying. Of course they can Nurse educator. Ed- well, okay. Nurse educator is number 12. Oh, okay. And they're saying that's the median me. on here is 81.
0: Oh, God. I wouldn't do that for 81. Sorry. So, AKA, <laughs> we
1: know you're making No,
0: it really depends on, again, location, private school, public school, and their pay system. I'm a salaried person as a nurse educator, whereas some, the other school I worked for, they paid you by the amount of units you taught. Um, I don't know. So, uh, that one, 81, I would say it's definitely but more I, that than that. It's more than that. There's not a lot of money in education unless you end up being in administration or a dean or you go teach at a private school that's going to compensate you differently. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number 13 is informatics nurse, which is super interesting Actually, With
0: electronic health records and all that, there is so much, so much room for growth and just yeah. technology and healthcare. There's honestly huge growth and room for career expansion in
1: informatics. Or, so products. I know someone who works, she works for um, a university hospital here in California. She's getting her DNP in informatics because so she, I think she she's never worked bedside ever, and she Good went for her, yeah. And she went in this is one of Jacob's good friends. It's her his sister. And she works for this university hospital, came in, was working informatics, and then they basically asked her to get her master's, she got it. And then they asked her to get her NP. They're compensating the whole thing. And they want her to come in and become this like informatics specialist.
0: So essentially it's all tech. It has to do with yeah. like work it's like workflow. Just like getting into the like beginning of tech and healthcare like yes honestly when i started as a nurse there was still paper charting yeah and i am not that old of a nurse same so come on what we were transferring that? over like some things even in we our started hospital med scanning i was a super user for medication that was scanning. eight years seven years ago no that was in 2012 was that yeah eight years ago yeah but when I started, I was a CNA in nursing school, and we did paper flow sheet charting when I was a CNA. And this was at a university teaching hospital yeah. in Southern California. yeah, Major hospital system. Mm-hmm. Still using paper charting in 2011. Damn. So we have a lot of- room Actually, I will say that too. They're at my, uh, in U of A,
1: UMC had still some paper charting as yeah. well back in 2000 when was
0: i there nine ten i mean i still do paper charting because i'm on a helicopter they but that's talk about getting us like ipads one day and i'm like i don't even know if i want to fuck around with the technology like that well yeah it's like, just easier to write it's it. honestly sometimes easier just to write in that situation how is so, it to write in, it in a hel- helicopter helicopter is easy unless you hit turbulence and then i'm just like i want to live do you get sick Um, I get more sick in the ambulance than I do the helicopter because the ambulance, there's one in particular that's like, I don't know, the shock on it or whatever. Yeah. Things about cars, but it is a bumpy ride and it makes me a little car sick. Um, I don't, I've only felt sick one time in the helicopter and it's because it was so hot. And the turbulence was really bad, and we were flying like IFR, so you couldn't see out the window. And I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna throw up." Um, <laughs> usually, I don't, but I have some coworkers that have to take like Zofran every time they fly; they get like, oh, yeah, super that's crazy. sick. I am fortunate to not. I don't think I could do that job if I did. But it is very hard riding in the back of a helicopter or ambulance. I don't think I... so. I don't know. I don't think I'd even want the technology. Yeah in that field so but there's so much room for growth in, in informatics
1: number 14 on here is critical care nurse
0: yeah we're pretty cool we're pretty cool so they're
1: saying the median on that is seventy four thousand. um i i mean in california okay just to be i feel like
0: new grads start out like that in california yeah
1: i will say like <laughs> uh, if i worked full-time at my hospital that's not ours together that we yeah i would probably make 120 a year as a full-time nurse there it's Maybe so more. hard. I Maybe like, more.
0: don't have a good grasp on it because I've never not had like multiple jobs. And yeah. Since I like the first two years of nursing, or three years of nursing, is the only time that I like only had one job. And on top of that, I think I get so warped because I was overtime queen. So I never even know what my like salary really looked like without working buttloads loads of overtime.
1: Yeah, I so would. I I'm, have like you guys. I'm doing the math on it. A so I, it's like one thirty a year.
0: Oh, <laughs> I've never done the math. But the taxes would be out the roof. But I've been part-time as an RN since 2016. Okay,
1: so that's the other thing, too, so we want to talk like, about. I want to talk about that because you and I have both been full-time, <laughs> part-time, nights, per, per diem. diem. I've done travel. You've. I mean, we've I've been minutes. adjunct as
0: an educator. I'm now a full-time educator. Yeah. Um, and I have commitment issues. I don't ever want to be full-time.
1: Both of time. us have commitment issues. <laughs> I
0: think we're, okay, but I don't know. Is that- I, well, I committed to full-time teaching. That was a big commitment. I would, that is a big me. commitment. I, I mean,
1: that's pretty good, but it's I just, different. I
0: just booked a trip to Tahiti next March, and I had to get permission to, like, book that trip because I'm oh, teaching, um, and it's in March, so, it, like, I had to approve this trip six... I haven't been on vacation once since I started teaching full-time because I it's literally a full-time job. My students need me all the time well it's interesting Combat. because i i still think
1: we we really are in this generation of like we don't want to be tied down like a lot of us take the per diem jobs we'll pay for our health care on our own of your because of the flexibility some places the flexibility. don't offer as high rate per diem as others or the flexibility as others. So it's not always as beneficial, but a lot of the per diem jobs out there are. I mean, they pay really well. Yeah. So it's like I can work two or three shifts a week and like the same maybe two full time yes. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, so it's like you know, it just yeah, kind of had that flexibility of being part-time at one place, per diem at the other and I worked very like on my terms and that's why I had very much commitment issues with teaching full time because I am tied down to two days a week in the classroom that are set and doesn't ever change. So that really impacts my schedule and then I basically like can never go on vacation. With nursing you could stack your stuff, not even take PTO. Stack your shifts and have fourteen days off and never even use one day of vacation time. Now with teaching, it's like I am tied down. But I love the job, so it is what it is. But And
1: this goes back to the I whole idea my Tahiti of Tahiti
0: trip, but I got it approved <laughs> six months in advance. You go girl. Whew, you get yourself. Wait. I
1: mean, here's the thing, you guys, and that goes back to there's no perfect anything. There's right? nothing. You gotta figure
0: out what's best for you.
1: You just have to figure out what's best and that's totally fine. So This was something I found as we're rounding out this whole conversation. We're going to answer some of your questions, but um, just some funny things that I found when I was doing some research. Okay. So I typed in 20 things you can do with a nursing degree, or like the topic was like things you can do (laughs) with (laughs) a nursing degree. Cry a lot in a closet in in the utility room. Snacks. Um, And some really funny things came up that I'm like, I don't think I ever would have. This is like not where my head went, but okay. So one one of them being a NASCAR nurse. You guys, I don't even want to
0: go to NASCAR. Apparently, that's a as thing. A spectator.
1: Yeah. So, okay, this is where this person is saying that
0: she nurses? is a nurse what, that manages they, like, the day to catch on fire. I don't know. Okay, she like, manages
1: the day to day operations of her department, oh. medical needs of wow. the racing series. I'm sure oh. she cares for people that have the injuries. And it's f- you know, and uh, she works with other several full time okay. nurses at NASCAR headquarters. Wow. So that's a thing. Okay. Okay. Um medical script nursing that's
0: boring we already know that camp
1: nursing so they're saying that i mean camps, i like
0: peds but there's not like it could be a 200k a year salary and you couldn't get me to be a camp nurse i don't know it's kind of cool like horsemanship
1: well, whitewater like canoeing
0: oh see these all sound awful yeah. I don't like nature. i don't
1: know i might be down for that like so water activities that, that sounds archery. like my worst nightmare. So this is through the association of camp nurses the acn if
0: you like nature this is your calling
1: also this is a okay so this is where they would hire you to work with the kid like if you're going on a trip with kids who have mental disabilities cancer special populations that's an option cool hey you know what there's something out there for everyone disney nurse
0: That's a thing. Disney Nurse We live in SoCal.
1: I actually think I would hate that. Me too. I hate hate crowds. I don't do that. I don't
0: hate Disneyland. I lied. But I don't like crowds.
1: Well, okay. So you can serve as a nurse in their guest services on the Disneyland resorts. Because there's several of those. Although there's like
0: a lot of... All theme parks have nurses. So like Six Flags, Universal, Mm -hmm. the whole Magic Kingdom system in Florida. Like... Yeah, theme park nursing is a real thing.
1: Okay, another one. Disney Yacht... has
0: their own fire department. Did you know that?
1: Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, they would. Yacht nursing, you guys. Um, I'm kind of here no, for that. No cruise ships. I'm really here cruise for that. Cruise ship nurse. I mean, kind of shitty right now because COVID. But People in die the heyday, on ships and stuff, though. They do. They... You, yeah, they do die and they also get sick. But then they could also come with you, be for but also questions. like
0: honestly, you really want to be the cruise ship nurse when there's a norovirus outbreak. Oh. Whew. Yuck. Oof. But yeah, that's I, a great yeah. way to travel and see the world. Totally. Flight nurse
1: is on here too. Sup,
0: guys. That's Hello. the best job. Maybe I'm biased, but. I think that's actually pretty cool. It's so
1: rad. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, you get to Do see, you see know some how cool it is greens? to wear a flight suit too. It's also very, like, I feel like, like your adrenaline rush every now and then. Yeah. I am an adrenaline junkie, so I love getting out in the that. helicopter. There's a transgender youth nurse. Love that. I'm
0: here for this. Here for this. Okay, so. We need more of that. If you're interested in that, please. Yeah. we need to better serve our LGBTQ community in healthcare, and that's a whole other podcast we could do another day.
1: Ooh, this is interesting. But,
0: yeah, there's a whole other one. Um,
1: so this is saying that this nurse, um, who wrote into this one, she says she helps her with educating her parents, making sure they understand how to give themselves their hormone injections, applying their binders for their chests, and their day to day issues. I think that's really cool. Love that. Yeah, so this is um, through the Center for Trans Youth Development at the ch- at Children's Hospital L.A. That's oh, really cool. Good. All right, Wait so see you guys. There's More so much out there. Love that. Um, health policy nurse. I actually think, okay, if I had been in nursing school and I heard that, I probably would vomit. But right now I'm pretty interested in that just because I feel like there's so many things that need to go, that we need to work on.
0: Honestly, we didn't even touch on this, but you know, there's a whole world of nursing, like activism and policy. So when I did my leadership classes, I actually had to go meet with a local legislator about a current health care bill in progress. And there was this bill. It was like AB something, something. Now it's been a hot minute, but it was about violence towards healthcare care staff in the emergency room department and actually having um, charges. Like elevated. Oh, so this is. It was like what they were being charged with. And I was so interested in that. And I was like, yeah, we should be fighting for more reform and Mm -hmm. policy. And when I say policy, I mean laws, like legislation. And so there's actually a whole world of like nursing advocacy and legislation that. Um, I so this is think actually exactly
1: what you're, so it's a health, so this is saying health policy nurses do not work with patients at the clinical level, rather they work and influence to create public policies that will ultimately lead to healthier population, as you stated. So they work in research firms, government Love offices, it. healthcare organizations. I feel like
0: this is something I could see myself doing. Oh,
1: totally. I just, you're fiery enough for I it, too. I get
0: fired up about everything, so.
1: This, this is saying they make about 95 annually, so aka you'd make probably, we'd probably make a little more. <laughs>
0: you gotta demand that salary just
1: yeah you guys you gotta negotiate it's all about the negotiation okay um nurse health coach i am here for this
0: i feel like i like and i want to be in this yes okay so this one is i love health and fitness industry i know i think and i think
1: because we're getting so open-minded to this
0: this, but i 2020 hit and i i was dabbling in this arena and i would like to ref structure and get back into this this is the like passionate side hustle that i'm into yeah but
1: you're kind of going in there so this one is saying these nurses or coaches work in a variety of settings including insurance companies corporations consulting firms and self-employed with their own practice which i think is really great that's where i would like to get into eventually love that love it love this okay so uh oh this one's a really good one cannabis nurse okay that's a thing. you guys what is this denver i'm obsessed california okay so wait i'm just gonna read you the whole thing okay as more states realize the benefits of medical marijuana and make it legal Desperate patients need guidance on how to properly use these substances to treat their life-limiting illnesses and conditions. So here, my head goes to oncology patients. Yes, my We're sister's going an to oncology nurse. Yes, and they do actually CBD and um, THC are really big in that. There's this one that drug population. that like
0: removed the THC. I don't remember what. it was. No, they still or give no.
1: the THC to some. For no, there's the, something that we that's use. still a thing. Ooh. Because of marijuana's unique status of federal federal illegality god you guys sorry i can't talk cannabis nurses must also assist their patients in navigating these gray areas and empowering their patients Very with information so this is actually through if you're interested in looking this up american cannabis nurses association hmm. that is a, a thing. thing wow cool. is a thing and i will probably link this in the show notes because i think it's super interesting um you know when you're talking bachelor's degrees these are just some you know some basic things that roles that I just think there's so many roles you guys travel say, nurse, there's so much more flight nurse, nurse just
0: what you think of as a typical nurse school nurse forensic so nurse there's a wide world out there case
1: manager you could be a physician office you could work in a physician office that would be I don't think that would be my thing but um can, you know there's just so many prison nurse actually a prison I nursing is really I toured
0: a jail while I was in public health and I was like I went home and I was like dad I want to be a jail nurse and he's like <sighs> no and I was like no <laughs> I like love MSNBC lockup. Oh yeah, like, I used to watch that. Show You're all definitely
1: the time. there's a couple shows that you definitely have gone down. I'm like yeah, yeah, I could see you doing. So this.
0: I was like, I so want to do this, but then home health nursing. Hospice. Uh, I love hospice. I could hospice, hospice nursing,
1: cosmetic nursing, as oh, you guys know, love
0: aesthetic nursing. love that. Love Botox.
1: Oncology, love plastic surgery, burns travel nursing, we said that charity nursing, rural nursing, that's just kind of more geographical nurse anesthetists, you know, that FNPs, clinical nurse leaders, God you guys it's just nurse midwife diabetic uh, management nurse actually I didn't know this but that's an actual there's either it's either a specialty or a certification that you can get okay certifications let's talk about that really quick Wait, can before. we talk about
0: wound care nursing really quick
1: okay go wound care I, cool. I can't I hate but ostomies yes ostomies
0: cuz they're gross but so usually they're wound ostomy nurses um, I actually got really good at ostomies in the NICU it was kind of like arts and crafts and you nothing felt better than putting on a perfect ostomy and it lasting like okay we'll say that a couple days but wound care oh god i love wound care if i could just pack a fat wound i would be so happy you guys that's like i don't like Uh -uh. adults And the wound care in children is not as like gnarly as adults. Like Mm -hmm. adults, you have diabetics, and Mm -hmm. you've got other like injuries and things, necrosis, all this. The foot
1: disease, what's that? The the green foot gangrene. gangrene. But I
0: love wounds, and I would be so down. To be a wound care nurse, if it didn't mean I had to like interact with adults, because I've firmly planted yeah. myself in the pediatric world and I don't see myself straying from that. But Definitely
1: not for everybody, but
0: wound care is awesome. The thing so about they have wound care specialties, too.
1: The, the thing about wound care nursing, which is really cool and enticing to a lot of people, is it's very autonomous. Oh,
0: Yo, yeah. You are running your own show. You're seeing your patients, you're making their care plan for how to dress, mm-hmm, treat these wounds, mm-hmm. care for these wounds.
1: Yeah. You um, you get to work, and I think that's actually very intriguing for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I I,
0: I like that. I role. like flight nursing because it's very autonomous. Yes, like me you guys and my are partner, too. And we're up mm-hmm. in the sky, and it's we we're doing our thing. Yeah, I like autonomy.
1: Obviously, we didn't talk about this, but healthcare manager, nurse administrator, you can go. Th- you <laughs> can go those routes too. That's nurse education. <laughs> yes, it's not for us, for but cool. you know there yeah. there's a room
0: for it. There's something for everyone. Every pot has a lid. Correct that's good every pot <laughs> look has at a you lid. being all pc i usually say that about the dating world yeah <laughs> there's someone forever. And every pot has a lid but it also every applies, top has a kettle it also applies to nursing there's every top pot has a lid okay before we round this out completely certifications let's talk about it real quick okay so for you graduating nursing school i get that question all the time what search should i get it depends. One, what field you want to go into. If you want to go into critical care, get ACLS. If you want to go into PEDS, criti- peds in general, get PALS. If you want to go into NICU, get neonatal resuscitation, your NRP. And then STABLE, stable is another one. one. Mm-hmm. Good one for mm-hmm. specifically NICU. Correct. Um, everyone's like, should I get it now or should I wait for my job? Most new grad programs will pay for you to get your cert. But it Is a matter of do you want to be competitive at your interview and already have them? And then there's other certifications, like if you want to go into CVICU or a tele unit, you might want to do some sort of EKG class. Right. Um, Anything to show that you have had an interest in the area, the specialty that you're applying to that's going to show, hey, I specifically wanted more education in this field is going to look good. Pretty much
1: the way that I put it. This is the way I put it, you guys. If you are thinking about applying to a job or you're in the process or you're like, you either have attained a job you hate or you are looking for a job right now. Assume there is someone else out there that has done whatever it is you're thinking about doing. Okay, so it's what I'm talking working harder. is working harder
0: You in your interview,
1: I want you to always think like an athlete, I want you to always think competitively when you get to this because you want to be the best person showing up for that job, you want to be on your A game. And I'm very much into that mindset of bringing your best self to your hospital, whatever your setting is. This is
0: where I'm also going to drop Tori's blog. You need to go read her thing about interview tips. Oh, yeah. And just yeah. how to dress appropriately. Yes.
1: I'm very much, you guys, I will, I need to do a boot camp. Yes. Okay. I want to boot camp everybody. I want you to show up looking at an interview like you like are going. You are
0: interviewing to be the CEO of the hospital. Yes.
1: I want you in a suit. I want you, not in a suit, but a nicely tailored looking feminine. If you're a girl, I actually love a power suit moment. Oh, love thank you for a power suit moment okay I want you to look sharp
0: simple hair you know I throw on the tie there's no such thing as being overdressed
1: yes be when you are going in for your nursing interview I like that and I will say okay I have seen certain nurses who are going in if you're like going in for a job up in the mountains and it's a totally different like there are there is such a thing as a time and a place however
0: to everything we say yes this is never a one-size-fits-all correct it's a fits most
1: but I'm going to say always dress nicer than you think you should.
0: Yes. Like well when I interviewed for transport it was internal interview. I was already working at the facility the same hospital in the NICU and then I was interviewing for a different department and they said hey come do your interview after your shift so mm-hmm. obviously I was in scrubs I just worked a 12 hour shift and I'm talking every but single interview I, when mean, I this went this my original yeah. interview for the NICU I wore a business suit I had a briefcase I don't even know where the fuck I got a briefcase <laughs> because why do I need one but okay I that's a, a yeah so I will say that's apart
1: even even as she said, I did the same thing with my recent I job with my Critical portfolio. Care Flow Pool.
0: It was beautiful. You
1: show up five minutes early. You show up at not five, ten. 15. Let's do 15 minutes early, okay? Turn the damn phone off. Make sure you are off, not off, on mute. off, 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 off. Um, I want you showing up nice. And I'm, I am someone even, like she said, I showed up in a suit I have a suit that I wear for every single interview that is what it is it's it's the navy one it's on my blog that's what I wear I think it's like J I'm Crew one too. I love it. It's a powerhouse moment. I feel really good in it. And um, I love that. Okay, so there's that portfolio. Always show up with portfolio. Please have extra copies of everything. Make sure you spruce Ask up your how many
0: people are going to be in your interview so you can bring that many copies of for your resume. them. Assume that
1: whoever's interviewing has nothing because half the time managers show up to your interview, they forget or they don't have something or they lost something or they don't have the certification for that or they don't have your resume like bring it all just it shows in case that
0: you're prepared. You want to be there. You want to be there. It first, first, big, best foot forward. But I can talk. First impressions matter.
1: Yes, they do. Um,
0: what you else? Have resumes about that? have come so far. Like people are personalizing them now with like a picture of themselves. Yeah, so they I actually later, like that. They look at your resume and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I remember her face. Yes, I liked how she interviewed. But yeah, or he, I liked how they interviewed. Yeah,
1: but I do like that. And Ariel kind of talked about Ari. How came she on.
0: Did I? Watched, she talked I about,
1: this. about this. Ah, oh, she's Podcast. so cute. She actually spruced up her resume because she's a cosmetic nurse, and so she got fun with it and did colors and da da da, da. I would not recommend that if you were going for a hospital job in a job. hospital. But I actually am not opposed to a picture on there. I think I there's to a good. If you
0: asked me a long time ago. I would have been like, no. But now it's like they interview so many, so many people, people. and then how do they remember which mm-hmm. one you were?
1: Yeah, work that That's in somehow. Okay, and then I want to talk about really quick. Um, so that's more of the resume stuff, you guys. Fabulous. Moving into national certifications.
0: So. So once this is once you've been employed, correct. so those are good certifications that give you an edge up applying to your jobs, and then a lot of specialties require you. Like I on transport, I have to have ACLS, PALS, and NRP because in Peds we take care of people that are even up to their early twenties. So I take care of adult critical care. Pediatric C- critical care, and I go pick up small baby micropremies that are 24 weeks. I take care of literally everything. So I have to have all three of those certifications and I have to renew them every two years. But now, additionally, so your RNC, what's well, your so those other are my certification? my just like PALS, NRP, ACLS, those are like just your normal certs. But the national certifications. But is. now, national certifications as a NICU nurse, I got my RNC NIC, which is your neonatal intensive care certification. Mm -hmm. I now have my CNPT, which is Certified Peds Neonatal Transport Nurse. Okay. Uh, there's so many others. There's CCRN. That's critical. There are care. literally. I, I think there's hundreds there's of one's them. There's one for OB. There's one for Peds. My critical sister's care, oncology. Oncology. She has yes. her chemo certification. So basically, what chemo.
1: the the national certifications, is specifically what I'm talking about, is you have to have two years of experience. You don't
0: have to have them for your job. But you don't have they to have show them. That you are certified in your specialty to provide. Top level care. But
1: again, this is something you guys, where I feel this is my feeling about it. I think it's wise to do because we are in this, you know, this place of healthcare where we're trying to advance, 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 more education. We are, everyone's becoming even more like everyone's
0: kind of stepping up to the plate. Well, if you want to leave from one job to another, also, so us uh, say in the NICU world, you want to apply to a different hospital as a NICU nurse and you and I both apply, I have my RNC and yeah, my NICU certification. They will take us you over someone who doesn't. Be like, oh, well, they both have bachelor's degrees, mm-hmm. um, but this one has their NICU cert, in this and one then doesn't. let's say you're applying to a job and you have an MSN, and I only my my bachelor's. There you go. They're going to take Especially her over. Especially magnet me. hospitals. Yeah, they want a certain percentage of their nurses to be certified in their specialty. Yes. So just get used to the idea of your. It's you're going to be lifelong learning. <laughs> Life I think
1: that's something forever. that people don't really understand coming into this into the nursing. You think, oh, you're going to go in, clock in, clock out. I really don't think that's the case anymore. I, I do feel like there's this um, endless, you know, not endless, but like lifelong learning as it should be. We are in the business of humans because
0: everything changes too. we do not take care of patients the same way we did when I first became a nurse. And I've only been a nurse for nine years. Yeah. Um, Things have changed. What we thought was best practice nine years ago is not best practice anymore. What we thought was best practice four years ago is not best practice anymore. It's always changing because we're researching we're learning yeah. to do better. And even now, I think the changes that are gonna come post COVID era are gonna be astronomical because we are learning so much in healthcare. So we are always learning because we're always advancing yeah. in healthcare, and you need to stay up to date on those advancements. Okay, so
1: we're gonna jump into some questions that we got from you guys. So go ahead, Sammy. Okay, so I got
0: one about certifications, but I think we already just fully touched on that. I got another one that says, "Do you guys know any psych NPs? Can you tell us what you know about their pay slash work life?" I think we already went over pay as far as en- psych NPs was what they
1: make good money. Two or
0: three. It was in that top. Work life, list. I feel like. I think it depends on hospital depends. and structure because every hospital is going to structure their NP schedules differently. So, are you one that? And it depends on your contract. Do you I feel to like weekends? a lot. There might
1: be a lot of telehealth right Do now. Do you have to
0: work holidays? Yeah, too. Telehealth might be in a weird time, but in general, I think it depends so much on your individual facility is what they expect from you out of weekends, out of holidays. Are you a Monday through Friday, nine to five? Are you doing 12 hour shifts? I could be wrong. I feel like they're a nine to five. It depends though. Are I you know. in like a psych hospital? That's Are true. you in an outpatient setting? There's so many good different point. avenues. So that work life mm-hmm. balance is really going to depend on your hospital setting and specifically like what you're looking for to find out. The pay is good though. So yeah. I can we can just say straight up right off the bat, the pay for a psych NP is great. As far as work-life balance, you kind of have to find the hospital setting that's right for you, and they're all going to have different requirements. So it's kind of hard to answer that because it's so unique to the specific but, employer. I
1: mean, it is good to know. I will say they, I mean, financially, if you're looking for financial, <laughs> they make good money. Yeah. I think those programs are are, hard, are, are tough, but yeah. if you can get through it and you enjoy it and you love it, go for it. Um, This is one, NICU education resources and how to teach yourself in a unit where the education is lacking. That's a good one.
0: Um, I feel like we've been there before. We've definitely been there. one time we had an educator that that we didn't maybe necessarily get along with the best. And Tori and I very strongly advocated for um, more class opportunities. And we did have to go to management and advocate for ourselves for saying, hey, we need this education. We want to know this. We're young. I think we're both about two years in. Yeah. Two to three years, okay. years in. And so
1: we- I will say this too. We are in really weird times right now, COVID, right? Right now,
0: so everyone... COVID- everyone has different priorities right now than they did a year ago yeah
1: because it's taken over I think that
0: is I I People will say this and tired
1: this person I think had been working on her unit for years and it seems like it's a a repetitive a issue
0: ongoing problem
1: if it's an ongoing problem and you are that strong about it I honestly would consider leaving if you'd feel like
0: you need to grow me to because systemic change takes a long time no hospital is just gonna turn around their way that they provide education overnight sure they can take steps in the right direction but if you don't feel like that they're fostering those needs for you and you have enough experience to go somewhere else where they're going to have a higher emphasis on education and nurse based change and activities where they have committees that you can join and be part of those changes then you probably are at the point in your career where you can start looking for places that really value that
1: yeah I agree I feel like it's hard because so normally what i would say maybe is like okay go take initiative to go to a conference um you know maybe get your rnc yeah get your rnc you know really push yourself in that way maybe seek some things but i really am a person that that i learn on the job you know and so part of it is you know, either learning from nurses around you and trying to really go above and beyond to learn from them or you're just going to have to move. I
0: hospitals. also think you need to go where it makes you happy and is a good environment for you because you can sit in the same environment and you can ask for change, you can beg for change, you can try to even be part of the change, but at the end of the day, you have to set yourself up for success and don't sit around stagnant or miserable if you're not happy in your current situation, don't waste any more time. Go somewhere. There's so many opportunities out there. Go somewhere that's gonna make you happy.
1: This one is um, best way to look for a nursing job with without experience as a CNA or a PCA.
0: Get a job as a unit secretary.
1: Secretary is good. Secretary's Scribe
0: the best one. Scribe volunteer, volunteer at the hospital. Text. In I volunteered text. at the hospital that I got my first new grad job at. So did my sister. I was also a CNA though at a different hospital. So and if not. you
1: are at the tail end of everything,
0: just really try and screw up that rem- resume. Network. Um, you Make know the you- most out of your preceptorship, and that's where you got to network and really get to know people. Um, but. If you can work in a healthcare system that's obviously your best foot in the door and it doesn't necessarily have to be as a cna like i have nursing students of mine that work in internal transport and you know they're the ones that take you on a wheelchair to x-ray yeah but you're still getting like a lot that. of exposure you get to but meet people you and i see said things. hey make friends with the managers on the units that you're yeah. picking them up from if that's the unit you want to work in and you're going there to pick up a patient or drop them back off swing by and let the manager know hey i work in this hospital Maybe you work in the gift shop at the hospital. I don't know what you do or volunteer. But you have to put yourself out there. No one just hands you a job. No one says, hey, Tori, you want your dream job? No one said, hey, Sam, you want to be a flight nurse? Oh, go interview. No, I emailed the manager myself Mm -hmm. of that department and introduced myself. She had no idea I existed as a human being. But I decided that's what I want to do. That's the job I want. I'm not qualified for it. I had to get all this cross training done. I was not qualified for that job, but I wanted it. So I emailed the manager, introduced myself, attached my resume, said, can I come to your office and meet with you and talk Perfect. and tell me more about transport? And she did. And she welcomed me and she saw that ambition in me and she saw that motivation as a positive because obviously I was there because I wanted to be there. Right. So same thing. If you're working anywhere in the healthcare system, it doesn't have to be a CNA or a PCA, but doing anything even if it's volunteering getting yourself introduced to them and they know your face they know your name they know you're excited they're going to be a lot more likely to want to take a chance on you yes okay
1: and last question because uh, we have a lot of them but we're just going to narrow it down um okay so hey Tori I'm a micro nurse blogger question um do you recommend disclosing the hospital you work at no i am announcing my new job and i don't do want it. to know also how do you feel about linkedin and when people find you thoughts about this pros cons everything you're okay. more of a linkedin girl than i am oh yes i am i'm a fan but okay there's different reasons why okay yes. so first
0: things first let's I'm not answer going anywhere i'm not trying to find new jobs yeah ever. so
1: okay so here's the thing first answer do not disclose the hospital that you work at
0: I just I'm not I don't a fan say of where that I teach I don't know nope. what hospital I work at and if you know you know Nope. but if you also ask me and that you get it right I'm still gonna lie to your face yes <laughs> I'm so, gonna completely be like no I don't work there here's the thing you guys
1: it's just when you're really getting down to it so first of all social media is still newer right we're still healthcare blogging is still on the newer side and it's kind of
0: Still it's frowned upon in certain areas. It is.
1: It is, and it's also you know there's a fine line. Like I see some newer nurses out there. Specifically, I see some NICU nurses who are using some pictures even from Google, and I'm like, you guys need to be very careful yes. about that. So uh, it is you know, you're still violating something. If you're using a, you just need to be very careful is what I'm saying. I do not, I do not disclose my employer anymore. Did I at one point? Yep, I did. And I don't do that anymore. I don't, I've actually, I have deleted it from my LinkedIn account. I love LinkedIn. If you are running a business, if you are a nurse health coach, if you're trying to promote something, if you are someone. I think LinkedIn
0: is great. LinkedIn is great. But if you are in terms of deciding you want to go into the nurse blogger world, Yes. You probably should distance yourself from LinkedIn at that point. Maybe
1: I do. And so here's what it is. I've changed my platforms. All of my platforms had to become just very, you know, I want them very on brand to me and I none of the opinions or that of my employer, blah, blah, blah. But
0: you just just need to be on the record right now. One, you don't know where we were No, but two, None of our opinions in today's podcast or any podcast or anything we post about yeah. are in ever any way, shape, or form the opinions of our employer. Correct. We are independent thinkers who are speaking on our free time, and we do not represent and our employer. Any
1: blogger ever. who's been around, I'm talking the bigger nurse bloggers, you guys, who are out there we're all very much on that same page. You just don't it is not smart to disclose where you work. Now is it different for doctors? Yes, it's very different for doctors, even for some reason, I don't even know why. But even some nps pas it seems more okay but for nurses i just don't I just think wouldn't. it's smart what's the
0: point what benefit do you get out of it
1: you can say like None. i work at a level four nicu i work in a level one trauma i work at a university hospital like you can speak to that but i just don't think it's wise um and most nurse bloggers will tell you that as well for some reason i just i don't i don't it think it's seem good necessary though what do you gain from it right i
0: also just i don't I get enough weird now, DMs. It's, I don't need people to know where I work.
1: Yeah, that too. I will <laughs> I say this, like though, not. you know, and there are now you have like these Netflix popping up like Lenox Hill and all mm-hmm. these great places where the doctors are clearly, you know, very tied to the hospital. And that's but it's different.
0: It's a different dynamic. But no, the second that you do that, you are opening yourself up. Yes. To your employer getting to have an opinion about on what your you're doing because you are mm-hmm. making your presence your affiliation with them known yes so you're choosing to make that affiliation yes i personally choose not to make any and that does
1: change your dynamics yes a lot as it should as it should so i would say you guys you know when it comes to social media you know there's a lot of new stuff coming out like a lot of empowerment for the nur- for nurse influencers in the sense of like i'm gonna post a bikini pic and yeah, i'm gonna feel good about thing it about the bikini, yes doc-
0: or was it the anesthesia nursing is what you do not
1: who you are medical is what you do Anesthesiology residents
0: mm-hmm. that got all that a whole study made about how they're posting inappropriate pictures and they're calling a bikini inappropriate. Yeah. So that started well, the bikini train. It's so funny. And how that does was anyone cool attend- though because it did empower women to say, hey, I can be a doctor, I can be a nurse, I can be a physical therapist, I can be whatever in healthcare and I can wear a bikini if I want. Yep. Because if why is that okay for men and not women? And so yeah. I think that was good conversations to have. Yeah. But again, I I just don't want to be associated with my employer. And guess what? There's a shit ton of bikini pictures on my Instagram. Yeah. And I'm going to Tahiti in six months, and there's going to be a shit ton more bikini (laughs) pictures on my Instagram. And I'm not going to stop that. You go, you girl. But again, this is my personal account, and I do not affiliate with anyone. I do not express the opinions of my employers in any way, shape, or form, and Mm -hmm. I plan to keep it that way. Yeah,
1: I think it's just wise. You know, when it comes specifically to the LinkedIn. I do I use LinkedIn very much for my podcast promotion now and for more of the blog and things like that. But, you know, if you're someone who's newer in the NICU, in the nurse world, use your use it your, a great it's a great tool for
0: networking and healthcare. But again,
1: just know what you're using it for. Yes. Be smart about it. You guys like cuz here's the thing
0: if if you put it out there on social media, just assume that someone will see it. So many people have been fired for posting social media content while they're at work. Yeah because they're tagging their employer, and they're, like, on shift. Yeah, like, don't do yeah, that. Yeah,
1: You just need to be smart about be how smart. you're doing things. And here's the thing. It's a fine line, right? Like, I like showing you guys a little bit of my hospital life and being relevant and being able to speak to things. And, you know, I do like that. But, you know, you just but have to smart be about smart it. about it. On and break, just don't be, I'm on my break. I'm on my, yes. Ex- Violating HIPAA in any Correct. way, shape or form. Correct. I never do anything You're in a. Not talking pa- about yeah. patients. Correct. And there are, you know, I'm also very careful now about my medical blogging. I've actually stepped away from talking so much about diagnoses because. Or I like talking about dynamics, but I don't really love talking about diagnosis anymore because it could get you into hot water if you're not Mm -hmm. careful about how you do it. Yeah. And if someone sees something and then you get sued for it, like you just need to be very careful about how you are talking about medical when you're a nurse because we are not doctors.
0: Also, just your own political opinions, all that stuff. I'm a very opinionated person. I'm gonna sit here and tell you right now, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I <I'm> must <gonna> say <laughs> I love the LGBTQ community. Yeah. We need to do better about our racial disparities and trans care and health care. There's so many things. And I get really fired up about that stuff. But again, I don't say where I work because I do like to speak my opinion on certain yeah. topics, mm-hmm. which is why I feel that I have to separate myself from my employers because I am speaking independently as Samantha, and these are my personal opinions. So I need to distance myself. If you're not distancing yourself in that way, but you want to have all these opinions and stuff, you can just land yourself in hot Hot water. water.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Just be smart about it. Love you guys
0: much love oh my this god was fun. this was so much fun Hi, can i come back for round three? Oh my god of course duh um i feel like we could do so many podcasts on so we
1: just things. have topic upon topic but today i just felt like just for you know the times crash we're course. in crash course this is not a bird's eye view um keep in mind you know there's a flip side to every single thing that we say but we really want to just kind of give you guys like a general overall of like what we're seeing and what we experience and Um, you know kind of give you guys like just the real tea on what what it is and so I'm really excited I'm glad that we got to do this today for you guys um so Samantha where can everyone
0: find you oh hey girl hey it's actually hey Samantha with two a's on the end on the gram yes hey Samantha I'm
1: there um so go head over check her out check her out um and Thanks for listening, you guys. Okay, so you guys know this. Um, Please, 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 please leave us a rate and a review.
0: Yes, it's so cool to hear your feedback. Oh, my God, it On really the is. the podcast I did last time, Tori was sending me the reviews, and it was really awesome.
1: It's really cool. So even our, if you want to DM Sam, you guys obviously DM her. Um, but if you guys got something valuable out of this episode, please head over. Yeah, we want to hear. I really want to hear what was your favorite part. What did you learn from? Um, what do you want to hear more from?
0: Send us a review and also let me just say tori you are killing this podcast game Mm -hmm. and you guys those reviews are so important because i think that tori has filled such a big void in the podcast community by the types of guests she's been bringing on and exposing everyone to and i am not biased as her friend i listen to her podcast every single week i freaking love it so the more that you guys support and rate it and review it and share it the more opportunities it gives her to yeah. improve it yeah, and it make does. it better, bring on better yeah. guests, give more exposure to more topics and things. So it's just helping build this selfie podcast up. Thank and you. I think you've done such an amazing job with it. Like you, sense. I've been site, site stoked since you've launched it <laughs> and I've you. loved watching it grow. And mm. I think you're just putting out such quality content and, your guys' support allows her to bring you even more content.
1: Yeah, it really, it really does. You guys, I I really do appreciate it. And I do every review and, and you guys know this. So I am sending you some swag. Okay, so if you write a review, make sure you leave a handle, your Instagram handle in the review, and I will be sending over you guys some selfie stickers they're and so cute. they're really fun she sent me some. and a selfie badge reel featuring Selena our selfie icon She's a queen. I love her and yeah thank you so much you guys for listening I will list everything in the show notes Sam will be there right below if you want to swipe up all of her her website will be there her Instagram Samantha explains it.com yes queen go ahead head over head, hit her up it's amazing um and thank you so much you guys for listening subscribe 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 love. love you